Movies and Booze. I'm Moncrief on News Talk. Movies and Booze on Moncrief with Marks and Spencer. This is not just food. This is M&S food. A martini, shaken monster. Of all the gin joints in all the world, she walks into mine. It's that time of the week again. It is Movies and Booze. Stephanie Preisner in for Sean today with you until four o'clock. And over the next hour, we're going to be looking at some interesting wine choices and specifically wines that do not come in a bottle, which are ideal for festivals and the great outdoors. We're also going to be reviewing some new film releases, including the much anticipated Where the Craw Dads Sing. But first, my guests are here. I'm joined in studio by Brian Lloyd, movies editor with Entertainment.ie, Linda Coogan from A Class of Wine and Rachel Ryan, presenter of The Sat- Saturday Social on 98FM. You are all very welcome. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Happy Friday. Thanks Stephanie. for having us. <laughs> Linda, we'll start with you. Tell us about these wines, uh, why you chose them. Um, because I was going to Forever Young Festival last week and we weren't allowed to bring glass bottles. So I had to do a lot of research and find something to bring along. I mean, a lot of people would probably have just distilled a glass bottle into a plastic bottle, but you went no, further to, afield. Exactly. I had to, you know, do the hard work and find some alternatives. And uh, yeah, we have some nice things coming up later on. Great. I'm, lis- I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts, um, but also very, very, very impressed by your ingenuity. Um, Brian, you went to the cinema? I did. <laughs> um, a few times. Uh, yeah, I went to see uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. This is the adaptation of Delia Owens' uh, best-selling novel starring Daisy Edgar-Jones. People would know her from Normal People. And then the other film I have is The Grey Man, which stars Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. That's on Netflix the, today, actually. What genre are we talking for The Grey Man? Haven't heard anything about it. A uh, big kind of blockbuster action thriller. It was directed by the guys who did Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, Joe and Anthony Russo. So yeah, big, big dumb blockbuster. Big dumb blockbuster, but mm-hmm. not a Marvel thing or a franchise or a... No, no, I mean, it's based on it's based on like an airport thriller series, but yeah, it's, no, it's not a comic book thing. Right, Although sure. it kind of is a comic book thing because it's, well, we'll get into it, but yeah. It's okay. kind of like a comic book thing. We're all on the edge of our seats. And, uh, <laughs> wow, what a tease. <laughs> Rachel, <Yeah. laughs> Rachel uh, you have some showbiz stories for us? Oh, a lot of showbiz news this week, I have to say. Uh, one of the biggest of the week is, of course, Beyonce, Queen Bee. Uh, she released the track list from her upcoming album, Renaissance. Are you a Beyonce yeah. fan, Stephanie? So I'm a Beyonce fan-ish. Like, you know, yeah. like, I mean, who doesn't love a, like, a little bit of all the single ladies? You can't not like Beyonce. But I can't. And not like releasing a track list. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't need to know the names of the songs. Just release your album and get over yourself. No? I think if anyone can do it, Beyonce probably can. I mean, she's uh, hit headlines all over the world last night after releasing her track list. Um, 16... Why? Well, like, what are people saying? Oh my God, it's this long and it's this title. Well, one of her songs, to be honest, it's called Virgo's Groove, right? And it is six minutes long and a lot of people are commenting on that Um, but what we're getting from our album it's released next Friday right 16 tracks and all and it seems like it's going to be very house very dance music so you probably heard her first single Break My Soul a lot of people enjoying it Uh, she said that she wrote this during the pandemic when she you know a scary time for the world and she wants this album to be all about escapism fun, dancing. Um, She actually said she hopes people will find their wiggle with this song and help you feel uh, strong and sexy. So there you go. It it sounds like it's going to be a fun 
dance album. I've heard it in a spin class already, so that will tell you. There you go. How have you heard it in a spin? I thought it wasn't out yet. Only the no, track no, list. the song, the song. Oh, that song. Yeah. She's released one single from the album, Break My Soul, and then we're going to get the full 16 tracks next week. And you have all the names, <gasps> Stephanie, just in case. Uh, I'm That Girl, Alien Superstar, Church Girl. They're all the names of the songs. And then you can just speculate about what they're going to be like after that. It's funny how a lot of them are. <laughs> didn't she have an album that had a lot of songs that had boy written in them? And now she's on to the girl she's thing. She's on to the girls. I think this is... Feminism, to, you know. But that's what, exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, she doesn't have huge collaborations on this in terms of singers, but there are a lot of um, famous writers on this. So a lot of people in the credits. Drake, Pharrell, Skrillex and Donna Summer. Do you know Donna Summer? I don't, but I know Iconic. Skrillex. Yeah, so she has um, co-written Summer Renaissance, which is the final song on the album. So no collabs, which I'm a bit disappointed about, but there are people helping her out with the writing. So uh, maybe go. she'll do one with Christy Dignam. Well, we'll be coming back to that later <laughs> oh, because <laughs> Coolio has done one. <laughs> Let's move on to the booze. Why not? Tell okay. us which one so are we going to start with? We're what are our start options today? With? Okay, so basically I have um, <gasps> cans of wine. Which cans is, of wine. Oh, instead of a can of beer, pop it in the fridge, uh, crack it open and you've got a can of wine. Does I know. the can necessitate that it's sparkling then all of them? No, no? absolutely okay. not actually. Do you know, uh, but a bag of wine, they can't make them in a sparkling version. So they have to be in the can. Okay, so there's 200 mil uh, cans and 250 mil cans. Um, the one we're trying is called uh, Quello and it is an Italian wine from uh, the Veneto region, North Italy, Trebbiano and another indigenous grape from the region. And it's a semi-sparkling white wine. I know. Okay. What's a semi-sparkling? <laughs> okay, so do you know the way Prosecco, you get your full, you know, champagne is a full, yeah. lots of pressure, lots of explosions with that. Not when you, you don't shake it around, of course, but, uh, you know, when you've got a traditionally uh, made champagne or cava, they are a fully sparkling wine. Whereas Prosecco can be made in two ways. Spumante, uh, fully sparkling or frizzante, which is fizzy. Okay, so this okay. is a kind of a fizzy version. Okay, So, so it's like the difference between like Ballygown sparkling water and San Pellegrino which has just a softer bubble exactly okay uh, so this is naturally fermented and it has a second fermentation um before it's canned and it has a little bit of a spritz and a fizz so if you see uh, there's a small bit of bubbles in the glass I'm after pouring some in the glass and uh, Rachel you're going to try it from the can from the can it's I suppose it's very much getting your head around the fact that you are actually drinking wine from a can. Can I just ask before you taste it, yeah. are these designed to be drank from the can or is it like, please put this into another vessel? You can do what you want. Okay. Okay, so... I think if you're camping or festival though, it's kind of fun to drink from the can, isn't it? Yeah, you see, that's what I did. I, I did both. very ladylike. <laughs> but a lady on the can. <laughs> oh, well in that case. Riding some stallions. But anyway, um, yeah, so I mean, it, you can do either um, and I did both. I brought plastic glasses down with me to the festival and had the, do you know the flying elephant picnic table that oh, was all yeah. the rage last year so I had that table set up with the four little spots for your glass very organised I know look do you know I've never been glamping before <laughs> and I brought the whole house with me <laughs> but um, I think this is a really good version so there's some cheap and cheerful ones out there that are grand alright yeah. uh, this is the best this one that I've one. found I have to say okay, have um, a try of it there Rachel yeah, give us I, your verdict I really like it now mmm it's still it's still quite fizzy. Yes. I was like, yeah, it's still quite fizzy. That is very delicious. If it's, you want to try it in the glass as well, you can to see the difference. So I can give you a glass and you can try that okay. and see what you no, think. No, I actually really enjoy that. It's quite strong tasting. I don't know why I was expecting like 
uh, I don't know, like a kind of alco pop. I don't know, because it's from a can. I was mm-hmm. expecting it was going to be like an alco pop, but that is actually a full wine. Yeah. From a can, and I'm, I'm into it. You see, I, it's dry. That's the thing. People think these are going to be sweet, kind of exactly that's like you're what saying, I was like expecting. a fat frog or something yeah. <laughs> like crazy like that. But it's a dry uh, style. Um, I wonder if the way that we drink from a can is different to it. Like, because you know, the way you have those like slim line cans of like Coke 7 Up, all the things mm-hmm. now, I feel like I gulp them. Like, I can drink one of those in, in one mouthful. And I wonder if mm. the way As we drink. to the fat ones, big yes. time. I know. Why is that? I I mean, do you feel that there's less psych- there or something? Is that it? I don't it's know. It's quite psychological, I'd say, as well. But I just oh. think that there's probably a difference between drinking from a glass and drinking from... I, like, I'd say you'd drink that much faster. I think I would. From yeah. the can. Yeah. From yeah. The can. You'd sip if it was in a glass, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So I'm having it in the glass and I'm sipping. You're milling into that, Rachel. I'm like, milling you know? into Rachel's it. Rachel's going to be <laughs> locked by the time we get to the ad <laughs> break. Because it's, it's Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's only 11%. Um, and again, with Prosecco, you see, they're normally kind of light and floral and things like that. But this one is made with Trebbiano grape, Veneto region, Northern Italy, and it's just a really kind of classy style one. Yeah. Um, other cans of wines that you get are a Gruner Veltliner. Once it says a grape on it, you're kind of looking up to something instead of saying juicy fruit juice. Yes. You know, okay. They're the alcohol pop styles. <laughs> but um, Wine Lab um, have this one, Gruner Veltliner, which is an Austrian grape, and they do a French Grenache Rosé as well. And they're really good dry styles. If you're looking for something more kind of consumer friendly um, and fun, um, there's a sweet, uh, Most Wanted is the name of the brand. Um, and basically they are at lots of festivals they were at the Forever Young Festival and it's a Pinot Grigio Pink Fizz so mm. it's kind of you can try that Rachel if you I want to. I feel like well. this is going to be sweet is yeah it? if you want to try that it like it's really sweet. good as well but it's just a totally different kind of demographic much more fun and uh, mm. Do you like that? That is sweeter. Yes. Okay, I have yeah. to say, See I would be more into the most wanted. Okay. And maybe it's just because it says pink fizz on it. Like yeah, it's psychological, but it is a little bit sweeter. It, the other one's quite intense. This will be more up okay. my alley now, I have to say. Yeah. So just naturally, sit like that, you would be happier to be drinking out of a can. Well, this is more floral notes in it, I feel. Like, I feel like I would enjoy drinking this out of a can more than the, the, the other, other one's one. more serious. More serious. Yeah. If I'm drinking out of a can, I want a bit of fun. And okay. I think this one, the pink fizz, is the way to go. So do you think that this, like for someone who is, now I don't drink, so I'm probably going to say loads of things that don't make sense here. But like <laughs> people who say like, oh, I only drink Cabernet Sauvignon or I only drink um, whatever, Malbec, that those people who have a particular type of favourite wine are not going to find that their taste buds are met by whatever they can find in a can. Okay, so like Rachel's saying, I much prefer, personally, the um, Quella one because I suppose I've adapted my palate to that. Whereas this one is much more fun. Teenage. Basically, uh, Linda no, is no, a serious a wine nice drinker <laughs> and I'm just a bit of a messer wine drinker. That's but are you a messer wine drinker when you're drinking out of a glass? It, like I mean as in I like wine but I wouldn't I wouldn't know as much about it as Linda I don't think I'd appreciate the finer kind of notes and that as Linda Woods which is why I think she prefers the Quello and I just like something a bit sweeter Okay The Quello wouldn't sell in mass amounts at a festival whereas the most wanted range would Pink Fizz Perfect. you know it's it's that style We have a text from a listener here Do the cans not add a metallic taste to the wine? I'll ask you that Rachel first I can't taste anything metallic I have to say not at all No, no. Uh, Linda? No not for me. In the ones I've tried, absolutely not. No. And it's not like reported in the industry that like it's... No, I think it's it's fairly new. So let's kind of watch this space kind of thing. But no, I, I haven't noticed. Like think of a can of beer. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't drink beer either, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink at all. I'm a teetotaler as well, so yeah. We're I having a great time today, yeah. today Rachel. I <laughs> to volunteer to taste I'm, all the wine. I'm happy yeah. to smell these. Um, I have a question about... Um, 
are there wines that you that currently come in a bottle that now will also come in a can? Or are they s- totally separate? It's so funny because when I was looking all this up, people were asking for the most wanted in a bottle, which it doesn't come. Right, Because okay. they wanted it in a bigger version, you know. Um, not, Not really. I suppose a lot of them are just made to go commercial for a time and place, do you know? So they might rebrand it as a different name just to get the kind of a new market onto it. Younger consumers are definitely more um, attracted to the cans of wine as well. Okay. Because they don't have to buy a bottle and not sure if they like it. This is just a fun way to try things. And um, are they available? Like, are, are, are So the most wanted range are available in Marks and Spencers and the a lot of the cans have different places for them. So Wine Lab would be the first ones to get um, cans of wine and the bags of wine that we're going to talk about. But other places, the Wine Pair in Clambrassel Street, uh, Pete's Provisions in Rohini and Barnhill Stores in Dalkey would be some of the main suppliers of uh, some of the wines that I have here. Nine Fields from South Africa and um, the Quillow. And are they all white or any of no, the red? No, uh, so I have rosé and I didn't bring the red that I had. I actually drank that last night, sorry. Was uh, it good? <laughs> it was tell, us, tell us about it anyway. It was actually an old vine Grenache <laughs> and, um, you know, it was really, there was depth to it. I tried it with a friend last night. We poured it in a glass actually because I suppose it's a different mentality drinking yeah, a can, I, I a red wine red from a can. I would think red wine from a can would be really strange. For some reason, stranger than white wine from a can. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know why. It is. It's, it's, uh, you have to get your head around it okay. all, you know. It feels really delinquent to me. Like, <laughs> It's like <laughs> something I would have done when you're like yeah, like in school or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah. drinking red wine from a can. Yeah, it is. You feel a little bit bold or something, but that's what I mean. It gives you this vibe that you're on your holidays or you're at a festival or you're doing something that's not just at home with a glass of wine. But you know, I'd say a red wine heats up lovely. If you're like, if you're out on a sunny evening and the red wine is in a can, don't people kind of like red wine to be a little bit warm? Yeah, well. Oh, Linda is grimacing. Is red wine not served at room temperature? No. Yeah, you don't want it to be too hot or the alcohol is too good. My dad puts it beside his uh, wood burning stove. Like he really boils it. we, We actually drink red wine too hot and a white wine too cold uh, so we don't get the flavours from, from either property okay. yeah sorry here with the whole truth here with the whole truth but uh, that's my opinion man okay so those are the those are the wines <laughs> the cans, in the can yeah. um, can we talk about Christy Dignam because I just brought <laughs> I was him just going to go back to him I was like can we please talk about this so this is um, a collaboration <laughs> was announced this week I don't think any of us wanted this but we, or knew we wanted this but we do want this Christy Dignam from Aslan is collaborating with Coolio <laughs> as in Gangster's Paradise Coolio so, backstory to this is, Coolio, you might have seen him knocking around town the last few weeks. Town is in Dublin. Is in Dublin. Can't say that I have, no. Oh, really? No, yeah. I, I actually saw him upstairs. There you like, go. Last upstairs. week. He was here last week. I missed him by five minutes. Ed Smith from Today FM was chatting to him. I missed him by like five Sometimes minutes. Sometimes I feel like I'm being punked because I'm quite no. gullible, but okay, <laughs> no. this is happening. No, so, and I also saw Coolio at a gig in the Bowery in Rathmines about four years ago. He was brilliant. And then since then, I kept saying, God, Coolio plays a lot of gigs in Dublin. That's kind of strange. He did a lot of SU gigs as well, actually. I remember that, yes. yeah. So basically, Coolio has this big love affair with Ireland and Dublin and has been coming here uh, all the time since the 90s. So apparently when he was touring in Europe, and he had a few days off back in the day he wouldn't go back to the States he'd come to Dublin he's made uh, great pals with the owner of a tattoo parlour called Zulu Tattoos in Dublin's north inner city and has since made loads of mates and now he just comes back to Ireland all the time he's loads of friends and so one of his friends is now Christy Dignam from Aslan 
And uh, he gave an interview this week, Julio did, saying that they're working on a track. They've laid down the beats, but they haven't got the lyrics yet. And now he does sound a bit like he doesn't know where he's going with it because he says, I don't know if it's going to be dark and deep or we're going to go clubby and happy. That remains to be seen, but it will be a banger. So there you go. Coolio, banger coming out soon with Christy Dignam. How how do we think that's going to sound? Not sure. I'm so confused by so many of the things you've just said. I know. (laughs) because <laughs> you're like yeah, okay he hangs out in Ireland I, there I can buy that but then and so he's one of his friends is Christy Dignam I feel like we're losing a lot of information there about how, how that all happened I think he just um, has a, a wide circle of friends in Ireland and I'd say just through the grapevine kind of met Christy and they obviously hit it off I mean their music is very different but this could be amazing uh, fun fact my first I ever, the first time I ever bought myself a CD I bought two of them uh, it was in HMV on Patrick Street in Cork and I bought Coolio's album <gasps> and Elvis's album I thought you were going to say Aslan's or something <laughs> no, and that, but you imagine that <laughs> no, no. Cork of all places definitely not it, no 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 maybe Mayo <laughs> um, yes I bought Elvis because I thought I would be more of a music connoisseur if I came out with an Elvis album I, get I don't know anything about Elvis Yeah, and Coolio and I know all of the lyrics to all of his songs so if I do meet him in the corridor I'll just sing at him. Just quote it, quote his lyrics back at him. He'll Maybe love I that. could be featured on his track with Christy. <gasps> he seems pretty open to collaborating with anyone. <laughs> he does. Yeah, he seems like an easy get. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, go for it. Okay, Brian. Um, oh, we have a text here um, about the wine. Wine from a can, yuck. Pity all people want to do nowadays is drink to get drunk. Wine is the oldest drink in the world and one of the most beautiful at its best. Pity these festival kids will never develop a good palate. Trish. The only thing I'm going to say about that is a lot of younger people are not drinking wine and this is a stepping stone for them into it. It used to be your fat frogs, Bacardi breezers, drinks like that, Smirnoff ice and all, Ritz cans, all of that. So this is a stepping stone for for younger consumers to get into the market of wine and try it. Uh, 11% 200ml cans, you know, they're not and they're not completely cheap so you're not going to go out and get absolutely smashed on them in my opinion, Trish. Stepping stone. Gateway, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Brian, after the break, we are going to come to you for a movie. Which one is first? Uh, Where the crawdads sing, I guess. Okay. This might help you. For the jury to be able to hear from you, for them to be able to see you as the the kind person you truly are. They're never going to see me like that. Listen, I know you have a world of reasons to hate these people. No, I never hated them. They hated me. I mean, they laughed at me. They left me. They harassed me. They attacked me. You want me to beg for my life? I don't have it in me. Ooh, the drama of where the crawdads sing. Brian Lloyd, you went to the cinema this week and you mm-hmm. saw it. Yeah. Tell us, you don't look impressed. Right. Um, so the book was a massive bestseller. In fact, it's like one of the best-selling books of all time, which I didn't realise was a thing, but apparently that's a thing. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, written by Delia Owens. Tells the story of a woman called Kaya who was left in the marshes of North Carolina. Uh, Barley Cove is the name of the town. Yes. And uh, her father was an abusive alcoholic. Her mother left and then her brother and sister left. And then eventually the father kind of disappears out of the scene as well and she's left alone and she comes known in the village as Marsh Girl who's this odd woman that lives like you know five miles from the village but is a hundred miles from everyone else and is very very isolated um, and she is accused of the murder of the kind of the local jock I guess you want to say he's played by Harris Dickinson 
and she basically is then put on trial and has to kind of defend herself from it but she won't defend herself because she's a proud self-contained woman do you know that kind of way like she just won't take any crap off anyone she's lived all her life alone and she doesn't have to answer to anyone and it goes through the trial. Her uh, lawyers, played by David Strathairn, people will know him from LA Confidential, loads of stuff. Very, very well known character actor, great actor, in fact. Um, the character of Kai is played by Daisy Edgar Jones. People know her from Normal People. Harris Dickinson, he's like an up and coming actor. Um, and yeah, I mean, th- there has been a lot of. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been waiting for this because, like I say, the bit, the, the book was so popular. It was mm-hmm. hugely popular. And Reese Witherspoon is uh, one of the producers on this as well. And she, you know, bought the rights to it very, very early and so on and so forth. Um, I didn't read the book. And there's been some talk online that, oh, you should have read the book before you see the film. That's a lot of crap, to be honest, because you can a film should be able to stand on its own. As in, if it's an adaptation of a book, it should be able to stand on its own. The issue that I had with this is, is that it's quite shallow. It just basically blasts through like the major points in the story. It's like it, this happens and that happens and this happens and that happens. and I find really interesting because the book is the opposite of that. Like yeah. I was reading the book being like, I need something to happen now. <laughs> I've had five pages of a description of a marsh, yeah. which is lovely and bucolic and I get it. But I need something to happen. And so for you to say that the, the pl- like that it moves along too fast is sort yeah, of like the antithesis. It's it's plodding, I would say. It's plodding. Like, yeah. I mean, I, from what I gathered from the book, from again, from my, my my wife read it and I was quizzing her about it when I came home and she kind of described it in very sort of atmospheric tones, you know, that sort of way that it's, you know, really about her rich in her life and the marsh and like it seems so vivid on the page. And obviously, you know, a film does the job of all the description that you're talking about. They can just show the marsh and there you are. You can see all the lushness of it and everything. But it can't really capture that inner life and that sort of um, that depth that the book had but that the film doesn't have. You know that kind of way? Yeah, I don't know did the book like or, I, even if it did have a depth because I don't know I didn't read the book like. Well when I read it I just imagined um, do you know the opening sequence of CSI Miami? <laughs> you know it's like it's a very orange palette. They're on those sort of like amphibious vehicles those boats that oh, go around yeah, the marsh yeah. Yeah. like I, it was just very orange and very hot and then like this lonely sad girl and these men who don't treat her very well mm. that was just my interpretation have you read the book Rachel? I've read the book and I've seen the movie as well and oh, wow, I have okay. to say having read the book and seen the movie for me it, the movie was the spits of the book as in it was exactly what I imagined in my head on the screen. Did you imagine CSI Miami? I actually Horatio. did. Weirdly enough, I didn't. No. What did um, you imagine? I imagined the marsh and, you know, the beautiful scenery. And there is a lot about the scenery in the book. And I think that is quite well reflected in the movie. I really enjoyed it. I think the character of Kaya could have had a little bit more depth to her. I feel like I'm not sure if we really understood the depth of her pain which I think they go into a bit more in the book uh, but for me I really enjoyed it I found it like very emotional and I would give it a strong 8 out of 10 Brian now there Brian what did you give it a number out of 10 if that's what we're doing yeah uh, no uh, 5 out of 10 <laughs> 5 out of 10 I mean it's, it's, it's I mean look to be honest I, I think for our listeners you can't see how ambivalent his body language is so like he is lying just, on the floor he's, he's rolling his eyes just and I mean like 
Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I found it tedious. That's been honest. I just found it really tedious. Like, I understand that this film has clearly has a massive fan base, and I think they're going to love it. And I think that's kind of what the film is. It's pandering to them. And does that's it? Does totally it look, okay? Like, my main question is, does it look like CSI Miami to no, you? Not even close. What does it look like? It doesn't even have the Who in the soundtrack. Like, if you even have that, you're kind of somewhere along the way. No, um, this looks like um, like the album cover of a Taylor Swift. A Taylor Swift album ah, okay. cover. Very wispy. And in fact, Taylor Swift does a song uh, for the soundtrack, which makes sense. There you go. Um, there is like a, a, an aesthetic called cottagecore, uh, which is basically what this film is. It's cottagecore. Right, okay. Like all sort of like, um, you know, like stones on strings, uh, Pinterest, <laughs> yeah. and faded paintwork, and um, inspirational quotes everywhere. And um, Does Kaya flowers. have insta- inspirational quotes? No, places? but like she speaks in imp- inspirational and quotes. And she does like, collect feathers and stones and stuff like go. that. And I feel this will spark like an interior oh, trend. Oh, 100%. Like, this definitely. is absolutely, I can, I walk out of it and I can just see Instagram accounts popping up <laughs> it's everywhere. It's going to look like result. Stevie Nicks' house. Yeah, so. like all chiffons and all that kind of stuff yeah I mean look it's a look I mean people are into it so I don't know so as a movie Rachel really loved it yeah I think, really if you loved the, I think if you love the book you're going to love the film yeah. if you... I think it's aimed at me and I loved it there you go yeah. Linda do you want to be a deciding voice on this do you know the book have you I seen the film? haven't heard of the book and I haven't seen the movie <laughs> okay. but Horatio is on my mind now from CSI Miami well, this way, you read the book I mean are you going to go out and go see the film uh, no, no yeah, but I didn't I didn't love the Rachel, book yeah, but then I know. need my books to like move along very yeah. quickly and stop describing the landscape you know yeah. I don't need to know what you know it's like the autumn wind and mm. blistered through the curtain like the curtain was moving because the door was open sure. right now what's happening yeah, in the book get it on like. um, so I probably won't go and see this but if you have seen it please text me and let me know what you thought of it 53106 at a cost of 30 cent um, if anyone involved in the movie is is listening hey. it's, it's, it's cool <laughs> thanks yeah call in yeah just throw me under the bus yeah cool. oh, I'll, it's I'll Brian. have to it. yeah cheers I, really, I read the book at least um, and, <laughs> oh. and Rachel Rachel is a huge fan yeah um, we're going to come to a second wine now. Excellent. Which one are we going to? We are having, I love this, okay, so it is, um, in my best Italian accent, un ombra, un ombra, yeah? Okay. Uh, re fusco is the grape. Okay. Fusco is the grape. <laughs> okay. You're holding a bag. A bag of wine. Of wine. Yes. Um, I'll put pictures up on uh, Twitter so people can see it. But it's basically... And I'll basically, put pictures on Instagram. Uh, Instagram as well. Um, basically, it is two bottles of wine in a plastic pouch wow. with a little uh, spout to, to pour it. So the, the advantage of this is I did bring in an empty bottle of wine. Uh, have a feel of this empty bottle of wine. Brian, you had a feel yep, of it earlier on. I did. It I feels f- like it should be full. Isn't that really heavy? That's a really heavy bottle of wine. But yeah. is that a normal bottle of wine? No, it's a little bit of a, a heavier uh, right. style. That's a big it's just, wine. it's trying to be broad shoulders, very, you know, hearty, big, full it's, body It feels style. like shrinkflation where you like, oh, like increase the bottle. <laughs> they did that with roses, wasn't it? Yeah. Like they, yeah. they increase the tin, make them smaller. So that's actually double, what you're holding now, Stephanie, is double the quantity of volume of liquid. Okay, so I'm holding two. two I'm now holding a bag of wine, which could fill two of those huge glasses. Yeah. So basically the carbon footprint, I'm not being a preacher here, but the carbon footprint, sustainability and all of that factored in transporting that bottle full versus a bagnum, two bottles in a a plastic pouch. A bagnum. A bagnum. A magnum of wine. A magnum of wine. 1.5 litre of, yeah. What you are depending on here, though, is people's self-control. Because if you have a bagnum open, my feeling is you'll drink a bagnum. 
Um, well, I'll be honest, at the festival, um, I, I, I had the Bagnum, shared it with someone and we did get it over three days. Oh, wow. Yeah, now we did have other things, cans of beer and things like that, but we actually just sipped along at it and we did definitely obviously pour that into the proper glasses. Um, and know, it, and o- it obviously keeps in the bag, does yeah, it? So yeah, so this is the great thing about it. Well, supposedly it keeps for six weeks. It will never be in my house for six weeks to, to do that test, but um, it keeps it fresher for longer in, in, in the bag. Um, it's a vegan wine. Um, and what I love about this particular Sorry, brand go yeah. back how are some wines not vegan great question Stephanie because grapes uh, are not animals <laughs> I know okay so basically <laughs> lots of people didn't know anything about this until you know we all start getting a bit more mindful of what goes into our bodies but Guinness wasn't vegan uh, a couple of years ago it was fish bladders so, or, yeah but that's kind of fish what? bladders can be used to clarify wine but egg whites is used and that just kind of so if you see a natural wine it, it might be cloudy yeah. Um, so they don't put any anything into fine and clarify the wine to take any particles out. OK, so that's why you get your natural wines that can look cloudy. Nothing wrong with them. There's just no intervention. They haven't had egg whites to clean exactly. them Exactly. So if you get the egg whites in, it's just a process that, you know, that's why it can't be vegan if there's egg whites. But they can use a clay called bentonite that would do the same job. And then it's a vegan wine. But now vegan is now has to be, doesn't have to be, but it is on a lot of wines now. So people know what they're taking in. I just think that but if it's on a palate that the palate had animals on it before I mean you know I'm not sure where to stop with this so yes okay. um, but That's yeah so it's it's just something so people didn't know before that egg whites or I had no idea about that. That's yeah. really interesting. Does it change the flavour profile at all? Absolutely not. It can change the look of a wine. So commercial for consumers, commercial wines won't be cloudy because people think there's something wrong at fault with, with there isn't. Uh, so commercial wines sold in a normal bottle Will, will not. be clear and okay. they will be fined and clarified with bentonite or egg whites or lesser mm. fish guts. Fish guts. Okay, yeah. so tell us about Unombra. Um, Unombra. So the grapes, so basically what I like about this particular range, it's a wine uh, wine lab is the, the guys who bring it in and you buy online and you buy two of these 1.5 litre pouches. Uh, so three litres at a time and it's 50 quid for the three litres. Works out at a 12.50 a bottle. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good as far as I'm concerned. Um, and uh, they have a Pinot Grigio, the Sauvignon Blanc, and this grape, um, Ray Fosco. So, um, this is lovely. It tastes exactly what, what the grape should. It's not one that you're going to keep an age or anything like that. It's supposed to be easy drinking, light, summery. What do you think, Rachel? Oh yeah. Now that's I chilled this a little bit earlier. Very on. fruity. Very but it's easy dry to drink. As well. Oh yeah, that's nice. Why I did like you that. chill a red wine? Because it's a style that can be chilled because okay. it's low tannin. Uh, so if this was a Cabernet Sauvignon or anything like bigger and, and more robust, I wouldn't have chilled it. But this is a summer style red that I, I that like slightly really nice. chilled. It's much nicer than the last wine I had from a bag, which was in Australia. <laughs> they have these bags of wine called Silver Pillows and they call it Goon. <laughs> and it's like paint stripper and it doesn't have a great reputation. So when I saw the bag of wine like, earlier, I was oh, like, oh. shuddering. But this is lovely. Very light, very easy to drink. Earlier in the show, we had Tom Dorley on talking about eating oh. or drinking with your mouth open. Oh, yeah. And um, he gave an example of how you should drink wine. And he was like, I think we lost all our listeners at that point because he just starts smacking his lips and doing all things. Do you have a similar, you seem to know a lot about what you're talking about. Do you do you feel like wine should be drank with like open mouth and smashed lips? So I always get into trouble at home for it, like going. 
Aren't you supposed right. to do that? Yeah. Listen to that. Sorry. Oh, wow. that. That's really, I just got so, the ache there. Sorry. I know. You oh. see, but for me, it's just like, it, it, it just awakens your palate and you're like, oh, try that, Rachel. Try a little, oh, sip, okay. little sip and then just go. <laughs> Don't spit it out now. Head. Like that. Oh, yeah, that really, it does awaken it. It kind of goes to the back of your throat. Yeah. So and now it's all over my tongue. Yeah, but I am getting more flavour. Yeah. Okay, but no, am I being annoying? In a, like in a restaurant, if you see, yeah, of course you're being annoying. <laughs> do, do it yourself. It's, my, it's just the four of us now, like, nobody else is listening. They've all turned off the Perfect. radio. You say what you want. Mm. Okay, guys. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it in a restaurant because you will get funny looks. You know, does I bet you wouldn't, though. I bet you, if, I bet you went to a snooty enough restaurant, people would be drinking wine like that. Well, I get eyes rolled when I do that really? with my partner. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Let's see like, what oh. they say when I go to Nando's later. <laughs> Uh, Brian, we're going to come back to you after the break and talk about the second movie. Will you tell us what it is? Yeah, The Grey Man and it stars uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling and it's a big dumb blockbuster. You don't look enthusiastic about this one either. I swear to God, I'm normally very, very enthusiastic but the films this week are just (laughs) sucking the life out of me. Well, if that's not a reason to come back after the break, I don't know what is. We've got like, you know, the mouth smacking thing and me just being completely... We're nailing it, guys. Just nailing it. Yes. Please do come back. We're going to move on to our second movie, The Grey Man. Let's hear a clip from it now. Mm, You must be Lloyd. What gave it away? The white pants, the trash dash. It just... It leans Lloyd. Where's the drive? Got it, you're somewhere. It's hard to see that. <clears throat> Is that it? Sounds very breathy. Mm-hmm. What is happening there? The, well, the two of them were after kicking the crap out of each other and he, uh, Chris Evans had uh, Ryan Gosling pinned against the wall. Mm. I guess it is kind of a bit breathy. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Why not? I mean, I'm going to watch this tonight. <laughs> Let's all be open-minded. Fifty Shades of the Grey Man. <laughs> all right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Maybe yeah. onto something. Um, but yeah, so this is uh, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo who did Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War. They did Captain America Civil War and Captain America The Winter Soldier. Basically, they've been in the Marvel cinematic juggernaut uh, for the past god five six years and if you know those films like they're very much kind of copy and paste you know that sort of way like they're very much ruled by a creative committee very much sort of if you've seen one you've seen all you could literally like cut and paste different scenes from it mash them all together and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference Um, the fact that they've gone to Netflix Netflix you know have kind of championed this idea that you know they will take on uh crazy ideas like a couple of years ago they did Martin Scorsese's The Irishman and Martin Scorsese for years had been trying to get this film made but he couldn't get any of the major studios like you know like Paramount or Columbia or Warner Brothers or whatever to fund it because it seemed too expensive whereas Netflix were like no absolutely we'll give you every penny you want you can make this film Um so with Anthony and Joe Russo away from the kind of the Marvel steering committee and given their own money you would think that they would come back with something different. you think that they'd kind of take a risk and make something really unique and special and just even different and it's not at all. I mean this is film is this film is basically just like a Marvel film but without Marvel characters in it. Even though you've got Chris Evans who played Captain America for so many years and is now retired from the role um, it's very 
you know, like I, I mean, I love action films. I absolutely love but, action but the, films. But the characters in this movie, let me get this straight, they're they're not superheroes. They no. don't have superpowers. They're, they're just, just men. they're just secret agents. Yeah, they're just okay. they're innocent men. Um, no, but they're secret agents. Um, but you would think they were superheroes from the way that they jump off like trams and crash cars and do this that, and the other and seem to survive like grievous bodily injuries and stuff like that. They but just that's seem to the action movie, right? But James that, Bond deals that too. Well, yes and no. Like I mean, action films nowadays are a bit more kind of audiences are just more savvy. You know, that sort of way. Like, you look in the 80s and 90s when it was Predator and Robocop and Rambo and all these kind of things. Yeah, you could kind of, you could get away with it. But nowadays, I think audiences are just more savvy to it, that people don't walk away from a car crash completely unscathed. Whereas this film, it is kind of like that in the sense of, like, they're they're trying to kind of recapture big, ballsy action from the 80s and 90s, but have more sort of a modern sensibility. That In saying all of that, it's quite drab and it's quite tedious. Like the action is not done terribly well. It's that kind of film where you can really see where they've cut out the stunt people and then put in Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and then cut the stunt people back in. You know, that sort of mm-hmm. way because all the action happens in like dark alleyways and stuff like that where it's clearly not Chris Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. It's clearly two stuntmen with wigs on doing it like, you know. Um, and I've just heard I, mean- my, I just heard myself saying that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is fine. I mean, I mean, it's the kind of film that if you were watching it with a Chinese and a glass of lovely red wine I'll go on sure I'm sure you'd enjoy it I'm sure it's fine you could watch it for whatever it is two hours and 20 minutes and probably think nothing of it but it's not going to change your life it's not going to be a massively um, I don't think people are going to be talking about it beyond maybe you know Ryan Gosling fans Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling well, fans like, yeah. would, you be, would you be this ambivalent about Marvel movies like, do you just not like action movies? No, I love action movies. Okay. I absolutely love action movies. Yeah, no, 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 totally. And I like Marvel movies as well and stuff like that. But I just this think... This is just that disappointing. This is just disappointing. Like, I mean, the directors, you know, I was expecting them to do something unique and different and spectacular and really kind of original considering they had spent so long in the Marvel juggernaut. But now that they're away from it, they're just making the same films. They did generic Marvel. They did very, very generic films, yeah. And have you seen a Rachel? I have not seen it, no. I think I've seen stills from it yeah. and, and Ryan Gosling looked nice in it but I'm not that into action movies so I can't, now from your description, I can't see myself watching this. I mean, look, I mean, you could see, like Netflix do this thing and I've, I've heard that they actually make films that people can watch with a second screen. That they actually specifically have films that they oh, can, so you can, you can scroll watch on your phone. Yeah, yeah, you can actually scroll on your phone and look up and kind of follow the story. And yeah, no, it, it's a thing. And this is a film that you could easily watch. You know, half I, I watch have to it on say your phone. That- I like that. Yeah, I that's don't true. Like th- I don't like having to give something my full attention unless it's... Uh, it captures it, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a yes. Nicholas test. It's like, if you get me and I cannot look away, then that's a great movie. Otherwise, like, I'm going to be on Twitter. And that's it. And that's what this <laughs> that's what this film is. Like, I was watching this and because I was watching it at home, I had my phone out and every, every so often I was just kind of glancing at it. And What would you give it out of 10, Brian? <laughs> Sorry. This is Again, how I need to another, measure it. Yeah, another 5 out of 10. Like, two stars. Five like, out like, of yeah. 10. Yeah. God. It's a pretty... It's a pretty slow week at the cinemas I have to say it's a tough time for the movies this week if if you didn't know that it was made by the producers and that of the Marvel movies is it any good no okay <laughs> it isn't like I mean I mean 
I mean, I like I said, I love action films. I, I, I can't get enough of them. I really think Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, I think they're great talent. Like, I mean, Chris Evans was absolutely fantastic in Knives Out. He's basically playing a sort of character that he played in that kind of a dirtbag, kind of a sleazy kind of character. Ryan Gosling as well, to see him do this kind of full-on action is interesting. Like, he's very, very good with the one-liners and stuff like that. Um, but... Again, yeah, I mean, Anna Darmus is in it as well. Billy Bob Thornton is in it. It has a good cast. Um, but it's... And oh, that guy, Reggae John Page <gasps> from Bridgerton. Yeah. I do love him. Okay, maybe I will watch it. There you it go. changed See, my mind. It. I mean, I would say people would more... I mean, this is the thing that people... I forget sometimes is that, like, when people go to the cinema, they don't go in knowing everything about it. They're just like, oh, yeah, give me two for Ryan Gosling there. And the same when they're scrolling through Netflix or... <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, yeah. Or if they're going through, like, Disney Plus or if they're going through Netflix or whatever and they see like Ryan Gosling and they're like ah oh, yeah I'll give that a crack and that's exactly where the grey man is it's got two big name character, two big name actors people will give it a punt on the strength of them and they're not superheroes but they do superhuman things yes. I mean I think it, it's certainly one that I would watch ahead of Crawdads sure um, you'd have a much more, you'd have a much better time with the grey man than you would wear the Crawdads thing the wear the Crawdads thing I just thought was it was we don't need to go back there. It's tedious. We don't need to go back there. We don't need to go back there. And for the listener, you know, I hope you have a really nice uh, weekend of, 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 of watching cinema and watching movies. And, and you can contact Brian on and fight with him about this. Um, oh, was there a text, was there? Or was someone giving out? Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no one was giving out. Just, uh, I'm just conscious that we're really putting a downer on people's hopes for entertainment for the yeah. weekend. Sorry. Yeah. Look, it's fine. There's loads of sport on. Rachel, um, you have a final yes. showbiz story There is for also Love Island on if you want to watch that um, oh god back it's to worse coming into its final week now so Thank we only have a week god. to go uh, Stephanie's devastated I can tell uh, but for those who will have a Love Island shaped hole in their hearts afterwards ITV announced yesterday right a new Love Island show that they want to bring on board for middle aged people so this is a mature version of Love Island because a lot of people are giving out <laughs> mature, right, like, that the oldest contestant on Love Island at the moment is 28 and they're like well that's not very old like there's plenty of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s that are looking for partners so they are bringing this on board right it'll see men and women in their 40s and 50s going on retreat they'll be coupled up like in Love Island but the twist is their kids are going to be behind the scenes and going to be the ones matching them with potential partners which I think is an interesting twist it's going to be called well the working title is Your Mom My Dad oh, so you're kind of setting I hate that that's what it is because well no actually it's not I was just going to make a uh, I was just going to make an issue out of something that's not an issue about gender but um <laughs> I just, is there a need for this? I don't know. Like, I mean, I think there is a place for it. ITV have said it's giving people who maybe settled down younger in life and had kids a kind of a second chance at finding love. I told my mum about the show earlier and she was thrilled. She was like, where can I apply? So <laughs> I do think they'll get a good uptake of I people. I think they will. Like, I love... Um the, the, when when there are older couples on first things dates. like first yeah, dates, I think it's that, really yeah, endearing. Same, yeah. But I am conscious that uh, you hate Love, Love Island. Island is I a hate situation. Love Island as well. It'll be a mature Love Island, Stephanie. So you might be into it, like. I might, I might, you know, I, 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 I'll definitely, will I definitely give it a go? No, I might not definitely give it a go, but we'll see how it goes. Don't make promises, but yes, What's your issue with Love Island, just out of curiosity? Oh God, we definitely don't have time. Oh, we okay. have to start <laughs> uh, it's, the, it's the toxicness, but that toxicness, but uh, that is all we have on the show today. I'll come back another time and I'll tell yeah, you yeah, why cool, I hate yeah. Love Island. Movies and booze on Moncrief, on News Talk.